smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast india is seeing a large and growing debt problem but there are also some firms that work in the area of debt relief hi this is neel borati from the mint money team and today i speak to ritesh srivastava founder of creed a startup that is working in the area of debt relief i ask him how exactly this business model works and how it can help people who are in debt let's get right into it hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey so hi ritesh hi hi neil uh ritesh for our listeners could you explain um what the borrowing picture is uh in india today and are there any trends that have increased it uh, one hears a lot about buy now pay later um about other kinds of digital lending of course the most egregious uh news was that of the chinese lending apps but that is only part of the overall lending picture so how is that um moved in the past few years in india sure so if you look at the retail lending landscape right uh, as you know there has been a uh, um you know a very heavy move from the lenders at large towards retail lending uh, and this typically happened after 2015 16 and for the first time ever a few months ago we had the retail loan book exceed the business uh, side of the loan right so large largely it was driven by a lot of unsecured debt um you know uh on the uh, personal loan side um you know we had a, a credit card which has been on the search obviously and new lending uh you know um avenues that we are seeing which are mushrooming which is buy now pay later in every almost every retail industry um so that basically has gone to a size of almost 130 140 billion dollars uh, over the last 5 years and uh, it has grown pretty much 3x 4x from what it used to be uh, back in 16 wow. 17 right and right. and and given the fact that most of it is unsecured and largely it is uh, the generation z and the millennials who are availing this debt for you know reasons which are not really need and uh, you know um, uh, life uh, you know need based but mostly you know impulsive purchases you know aspirational spends is something which is gotten a little scary given the fact that you know there are many people who are tapping into these credit lines uh, you know for Right. So things like uh, fancy well. phones and cars and bikes, etc. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, Ritesh, tell me a bit about your background in this industry. Sure. So uh, you know, uh, we launched Freed in uh, August 2020, um, and uh, you know that was largely uh, due to the fact that you know I was seeing this. the evolution of this problem happening and of course covid acted as a perfect storm um, where you know the uh, you know the capability of the borrowers was reduced largely due to the impact of pandemic you know on the job side on the business side uh, you know uh, whatever it may be so i have spent a good 10 plus years in the us uh, in the debt relief space and uh, largely uh, you know in the debt settlement space where 
we help dead bottle consumers uh, you right. know resolve their so, debt uh, just to clarify for listeners uh, who might not be familiar with this industry dead relief it is actually quite a large industry in the us uh, and possibly other mature economies and only now um, coming to india is that correct rithesh that's right debt relief uh, industry or debt settlement industry in the us has been around for two decades and last year alone there are almost 50 billion dollars of consumer debt that was enrolled for debt relief slash debt settlement which was largely you know consumers were not able to catch up with their minimum payments and had fallen uh, into delinquency um same you know uh, uh thing in uk australia canada wherever retail lending has kind of grown you know it basically goes hand in hand you know the defaults will always go hand in hand with unsecured lending and uh, that's uh, unfortunately that's we are starting to see in india as well with the growth in retail lending rather aggressive retail lending where you know uh, uh, there will be bound to be defaults right so uh, just to summarize what this industry does or what the companies in this industry do they uh, help people who are in debt get some kind of settlement from their lenders from their banks um and in return the uh, they get paid some money for it is that right so basically you know exactly i mean the the way it works as you rightly summarized you know providing relief to the borrowers in the form of you know um Uh, a settlement uh, that is made available or effectuated through a lender who is willing to take a haircut given the fact that you know uh, the collection efficiency on accounts that go into default or npa uh, is uh, you know uh, very minimal any which way and the lenders have to incur a huge cost of collecting that money as well in our case it's uh, borrowers who are intent on resolving their debt who are approaching us and are coming to us so obviously we know that they want to uh you know uh, uh resolve the debt that they have and uh, you know regain their credit worthiness or regain their financial freedom so that's how what we are helping these borrowers typically you know uh okay. asking so, the lenders uh, for a favorable settlement sure sure so now let's turn to what free does in india um and take me through this step by step so uh how does a borrower find you how how does he or she know that you're there how how do they come to you and once they come to you what do you do what is this what is the process that you apply sure so you know the 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 genesis of all this uh, you know nail has to be the intent to come out of that right and that's typically what is missing uh, from the collection side of the uh, landscape right uh, the character the intent of the borrower to resolve the debt right so what at freed we ascertain is basically intent of the borrower to resolve the debt right to come out of the debt trap and uh, and of course that cannot be done in a push manner so it has to be a pull where borrowers are reaching out to you to seek debt relief so mostly consumers are discovering us through our social media platforms presence and display networks where we advertise about you know um, uh, about our services which is debt relief largely and the call to action are largely to do with uh, you know seeking debt relief and regain financial freedom so these borrowers uh, they come to us we ascertain the debt ascertain the or validate the delinquency validate the genuine financial hardship that they may have do a bit of budgeting and uh, you know um, uh income analysis of the borrower see what he is able to pay see what he is able to set aside towards his debt free goal and once we have determined that and once we have uh, you know 
uh, underwritten the borrower as far as you know his eligibility for a debt relief program goes then we typically set uh, the borrower on a structured uh, monthly uh, you know payment where he is setting aside funds um, in a you know a special purpose account that's managed by a trustee where he's depositing the you know funds every month and whatever that is after the budgeting that we have determined with the borrower what he can set aside and once those funds start to accumulate in the trust account is when we begin the negotiation with the lenders one by one and uh, so far like i said we have been able to you know uh, strike a good chord with the lenders as well in terms of you know uh, 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 getting them on an average 43 to 45% uh, you know uh, of the debt enrolled uh which if you look at it you know with their collection efficiency largely are in the range of 20% so what we are able to get them is almost 45% uh at the terms of a borrower you know of course when uh, right, you know, right. Uh, so sorry ditesh just yeah. to emphasize this for our listeners um right the lenders would normally accept something like half of their money back right 45% roughly half that's right that's okay. right that's right and, uh, and right yeah sorry go ahead, go ahead. yeah so basically it's a, it's a, so what you know one of the one of the tasks at hand is to kind of you know educate the ecosystem on the win win proposition here uh because you know on the lender side while they may be trying to recover the debt uh you know through collection agencies having the you know incurring a huge cost of collections as well here we have an intent a borrower who resolved to you know uh, uh eliminate his debt coming on our platform saving money in a trust account which is meant for the purposes of debt settlement or resolving his debt and then effectuating those settlements and resolving the debt one by one progressively you know whatever number of so so far we have seen an average borrower coming up with almost 3 or 4 accounts uh, you know with an average debt load of close to 4.5 to 5 lakhs out of 6500 borrowers that we have enrolled on the platform so far right so uh, just to get that figure you said uh, 4 to 5 lakhs yes that's the average debt that we are seeing from borrowers who are you know coming to freet for enrollment in a debt relief program and right. typically this debt is uh, you know spread between 3.9 creditors to be precise on an average so i would say about four creditors and right. it is a combination of credit cards and personal loans both right and as your website says you don't uh, work in the area of home loans or loan against property no. or any kind of loan which is backed by an asset that's right that's right because you know i mean clearly for obvious reasons that you know you have a surface i act which uh, you know where the borrowers can repossess the collateral in unsecured loan purely and the reason why they are a little higher apr is also because of the fact that you know they are unsecured and uh, and it's they are much easier or amenable to a settlement uh, and of course then the npas are pretty high on the unsecured side as well right so just to simplify this for our listeners um, basically you're saying that for a secured loan like a home loan the lender can has a separate law the surface act under which they can uh, repossess that house and so they That's charge right. a lower rate for those kind of loans so so right. therefore you guys don't get into that you only look at personal loans credit card loans anything that's unsecured that's right okay that's not uh, backed by a collateral or an asset yeah right now ritesh what happens if the borrower changes his mind does wants to withdraw the money that they 
have put into this trust account that you mentioned for settling the loan what if they change their mind and uh, well, a similar situation what happens if you can't reach a settlement with the bank okay so first thing uh, when a borrower changes his mind absolutely i mean it's it's a uh, uh, actual you know enrollment and uh, cancellation for the borrower so he can obviously you know uh, we've seen instances where borrower falls into further financial hardship and can't even continue with this trust payment uh, right. and and in those cases you know borrower is free to Uh, the money at all times belongs to the borrower even in the trust account so you can withdraw the money and uh, you know uh, uh, drop out of the program uh, to answer the first question second um, we are yet to come across one meal where you know a, a lender would not settle it's not the question of uh, if it's a question of when so you know uh, our experience from the us and our experience of running it for 18 20 months in india we know that every debt settles the question is uh, how to time the settlement uh, you know it's amenable for the most favorable rate for the borrower as far as settlement goes and uh, you know we kind of you know uh, have learned the ropes of this and uh, utilize that to the maximum uh, benefit of the borrower right now coming to how you guys make money how do you how much do you charge so we charge a flat 10% of the settlement uh you know that we are able to get for the borrower so we understood that you know uh, uh in a trust deficit market for a distressed borrower already um it won't have made sense to charge the fees up front from the borrower for the services that we provide so we made it more of a performance driven program where uh we will only charge our fees once the borrower once we are able to uh you know perform or show a settlement to the borrower so for example if a borrower has four accounts we will charge 10% on each account of the debt enrolled but only when we are able to get a settlement for the borrower right so just so essentially example creating uh, more value for the borrower right in this program yeah right so just to use an example if the total amount owed is 5 lakhs and the bank settles it for 2 and a half lakhs then you would charge 25000 rupees right we would charge 50000 rupees uh, nil uh, for the total debt enrolled okay but typically right. it doesn't work like that in most cases in the 5 lakhs will be kind of you know spread over four or five accounts right okay. so we would first look at we will build the trust or the borrower will build the trust in our system uh, eventually because we will first uh, knock out the lowest hanging fruit let's say the lowest debt amount of let's say 50000 once okay. we settle that and charge a 5000 fee and then we move on to the you know the next debt and thereafter right right okay um so you guys have launched in uh, towards the end of 2020 uh, and right. you said you already have a base of 6500 users that right yes yes and uh, you've raised some money as well yes we just closed our 2.8 million dollar pre series a round and uh, uh, of course you know uh, the idea was to kind of you know uh, get the concept viral given the fact that you know the need is pretty imminent and pertinent you know and we are almost looking at a recession around the corner so historically debt relief has grown uh, with uh, you know every global financial crisis and we are actually looking at one right now as we speak um, there is bound to be more defaults and stress and uh, um, i believe you know there will be more consumers who will be unfortunately looking for Uh, that right. so uh, uh, ritish yeah. just to get an idea of the size of the market here how much would that be how do you estimate um, you know what kind of 
NPAs would arise in the personal loan space? So, in the personal loan space, I mean, if you look at the RBI projection, they're talking about 8 to 9% baseline scenario on the NPA, right? Now, this is a gross NPA scenario. Typically, if you break it down and look at the, uh, you know, uh, make it more granular, you yeah. will see that, you know, the typical unsecured loans will be on the higher side, more in the 12 to 15% range. And uh, going by that logic, uh, given the fact that, you know, we are in a down economy already, uh, you know, we, the, yeah. we estimate the total unsecured retail loan book at $130 billion right now. And um, if you do the math at even at 10%, we are potentially looking at a $13 billion problem, um, right. you know, and, and, and perhaps growing uh, because I don't see retail lending, uh, you know, taking any breather at all. I mean, uh, um, it's just growing at a, you know, neck breaking pace. Right. Okay. Finally, Ritesh, uh, for our listeners um, who whether or not they subscribe to your service, um, but they want any general tips uh, on debt relief. If they are in a situation where recovery agents are calling them or coming to their doors, what do they do? So, you know, uh, Neil, uh, great question. Thank you. Would have loved to talk about it. And thanks to giving me the opportunity. Uh, uh, the borrowers need to understand their rights as well. I mean, A, of course, the lenders have the right to collect. Okay. Uh, but that's where it ends. They have the right to collect, but collect responsibly, collect uh, under the guidelines of RBI, uh, which does not allow any, uh, you know, harassment or any uh, threatening or any, you know, coercive measures that unfortunately we see in some instances. Uh, the borrowers have rights as well, uh, you know, and at the same time, I would say, you know, uh, deal with debt responsibly uh, because I think there is a, uh, you know, due to lack of credit education, the basic understanding of how to handle debt is what we have seen our Generation Z and Millennials, uh, you know, falling in trap. So A, you know, uh, borrow only if you need it, um, you know, don't overspend, um, you know, and, and, and if you unfortunately find yourself in a trap, um, in a debt trap where you're being harassed by creditors or you know uh, collection agencies um, it's 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 important that you know what your rights as a borrowers are and uh, you know and and, and you know uh, be aware um, right, so that's Ritesh, something that could you, you know uh, could you spell out some of those rights um, and also who do you complain to like what is the relief in this kind of scenario sure so a, one of the, I mean, a few of the things there is, you know, that of course you cannot show up at somebody's doorstep. Um, you cannot show up at somebody's workplace. You cannot, um, you know, call beyond a certain number of times. You, you have to call only within the window of 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, Monday through Fridays, Monday through Saturdays at best. You cannot call on Sundays. You cannot harass, you cannot abuse, you cannot threaten. So these are basic laws, right? And the borrower who's collecting and the also, lender... Uh, Ritesh, collecting. you're saying that uh, the, the recovery agent can't show up at people's homes because that's a very no. common practice. Okay. Absolutely, you cannot without... I mean, if the borrower, if, if the customer is answering the phone call every time and is expressing his... Uh, inability to pay the loan yeah. you cannot just show up at somebody's desk demanding uh, you know the payment uh, or doorstep demanding the payment because you just spoke with the book by you know uh, a day ago and nothing is going to change the next day right so showing up at home technically you know unfortunately you know the lenders have been adopting that practice to create a social stigma to to to, do, yeah. to kind of shame the borrower right and the, these practices have to be i mean these things have to be called out so, so i think a um, large part sure, of so, so, okay, so that's one thing 
that's one thing that the lender can't do one uh, right. modern version of that is when the app takes the rights to your contacts in the phone and then oh they start God. calling up your contacts is that allowed Neil, that is that is 100% illegal as illegal as it can get okay right. uh, so and and unfortunately i know there have been instances of some suicides as well and uh, you know yeah. this must be protected and rbi i think uh, you know did a crackdown where some chinese app lenders were shut down but there are many who are still at large and uh, you know um, a the borrowers have to understand not to fall in the trap uh, you know uh, in lure of some quick money that they're able to get because these are really i mean if you look at a payday loan industry in the us it's one of the most uh, litigious and looked down upon industry in the us where lenders have been banned um, and it's 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 an industry that has been shut down long ago right, and unfortunately right. i'm seeing that in india Right. Um, you know, which is uh, on the rise. So even okay. borrowers, like I said, customer awareness, consumer awareness is critical because these loans can go up to hundred percent, two hundred percent APR at one percent right. a right. day. You know, so with very crooked terms, you know, in fine print, which borrowers unfortunately fail to understand and fall in the trap. Right. So these rights that you mentioned, um, where do they come from? Is there an RBI circular that? people can refer to and uh, yes. finally um where do you get relief who can you complain so two things one information is available one can look up rbi code of collections under you know guidelines and you know google it and it's all available uh, in fact some of these lenders themselves have to put up their code of collection practices on their website by law as well um, you know that's one second if they see violations happening because see most of these violations are happening through the collection agencies unfortunately right okay. where they mask their numbers their names they won't even tell you who they are representing they won't even validate the debt before they call you right so these things have to be a, a, a aware borrower you know will not be subjected to such practices for example in the us you have very well defined fair debt collection practices act and on every instance of violation the fee can go as high as $1000 for the lender so and 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 of course you know it's a much aware consumer um you know and that's the reason why you don't see such harassment uh you know uh, practices in the us right so that's one second if the borrower is being subjected to such uh, you know uh, atrocities i would say um you know they can they can write to the escalation matrix at the banks they can also write to rbi ombudsman complaining about and narrating the incident as the uh, you know as it happened and uh, we have seen rbi you know kind of fining some npfcs and even banks for unfair collection practices and i think uh, you know part of the initiative at freed also is to educate the borrower on their rights and uh, you know while while we are trying to do our job in terms of the blogs and in terms of awareness that we can create but i think uh, media can play a very fair amount of role as well in terms of educating the borrower on such uh, yeah. you know uh, sensitive um, issues right ritesh finally is there any legal solution so one hears of people declaring themselves bankrupt in the us filing for bankruptcy in the us is there any equivalent in india that uh, some kind of legal relief so we are still to see even in the us like chapter 13 which is a personal bankruptcy right is is uh, not something which is very uh, easy to get a decree on that from a court right uh, uh, and debt settlement even in the us is an alternative to bankruptcy um, so that's the kind of landscape of us right in india we are still yet to see uh, you know uh, 
personal code on the IBC, and I think it's few years away, to be honest. If you ask me, um, uh, as it is in the pendency of courts of of, of cases in the court is you know uh, huge, and I don't think uh, you know even the bad banks uh, you know initiative uh, has been kind of halted, right? So I I you know honestly. I see Neil, you know, that this will take few years before things are put in place. Um, right. So, unfortunately, till then, um, you know, um, debt relief and to if you are in a trap, uh, if not, then borrow responsibility, borrow responsibly, and uh, you know, deal with debt uh, very sensitively. That's what you know my advice would be. Unfortunately, there are no debt relief measures available. Uh, either through the you know uh, uh, you know the government or by the lender themselves, right? So, right, great, uh, Ritesh. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, you know, this is a, a a growing problem in India, and um, hopefully, debt relief will bring some kind of solution to the many borrowers out there who are in debt traps. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neil, for having me. Pleasure, pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you have any feedback, you can reach out to me at ActusDei on Twitter. That is A C T U S D E I, or you can email us at mintmoney at livemint dot com. Thank you. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.